schools, right? So, and 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 what lets you know that Texas has good government? I'm bragging about it, right? Coming from Chicago, because they have not denied or restricted anybody from doing business here. Right. They have not created obstacles that keep people from coming to find work. Another business owner with me, uh, Mr. Nicholas Branch, and he is in the architecture and construction uh, business. And it's an industry that you know, uh, I'm, I'm really interested in at the moment right now. Um, and so I wanted to have him on and, and give his perspective on what's going on and how he, you know, a little bit about him and how he got in the, in the industry. So thanks for uh, hanging out, Nicholas. Hey, it's no problem, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, man, my, my pleasure, man. Why don't you go ahead and let the folks know, you know, who, who you are, what's the name of your company, and how you got uh, involved in, in architecture. My name is Nicholas Saban Branch. I, uh, the name of my company is NS Branch Architects. And I have uh, 22, I think it has 22 years experience. I started architectural drafting in Chicago in high school and uh, relocated to Texas and worked for a structural engineer for 13 years and uh, found myself working with uh, larger architecture firms, HKS, and and uh, as recently Merriman Anderson Architects. And I started my own firm this year in January, January 2019. Okay, congratulations, man. What, what made you go ahead and decide to just jump out there? Like, why January? Well, I, I ran into a situation where they said, hey, it's time for us to end our relationship. And it, the, I had been thinking about it for a long time, okay? Mm-hmm. And the timing was just right. Been thinking about it for at least five or six years. So I acquired my uh, architectural registration in the state of Texas in 2017, late 2017. And I, I had been uh, been fueling the fire to go ahead and just start my own. So I've been taking notes throughout my career, watching the people that I work with and seeing how they done business. And I had an appetite for it. I'm just a natural entrepreneur. Got it. So, and I think I understand, but since, you know, I'm gonna use this to, to fill in gaps in, in what I understand about the industry. So let's let's say there's a, there's a visualization for a construction project, right? So let's say, hey, we're gonna put a hotel in and Cedar Hill, where where does the architect come into play in that whole thing? So you got the, I have the idea. I'm the, you know, I'm the person with the money. I'm like, I want to build a hotel. Are you the first person I come to? Normally, yes, because the the architect serves as the quarterback for the entire development. So if you if you're a developer or a landowner and you want to go ahead and uh, put some real property on the real estate then your your best bet is to start with the architect. Got it, because cause you're the one that takes it out of their brain and then puts it into something visual to share with everybody else. Right. So so you, you start, the, the architect helps with the visual dialogue, okay? 
So it's easy to go ahead and write sentences about, hey, I want a hotel and it needs to be uh, three stories and 50 keys and just those logistics, right? Those those financial logistics. But what does it look like? Everybody wants to know. And a lot of times that is what makes the deal happen. Mm. Got it. How, how, they, how they get the money. Do you also do like the research on, you know, what the city allows, what they don't allow, what you know, you you probably already know in your training, you know, what's structurally uh, correct, right? But, you know, are you the one that does research on what's allowed and what's not allowed? Sometimes that's a shared exercise. If It, it depends on how much experience the developer has. If, if they're new, then some things they won't know, and that's normal, right? If they have, uh, if they have some experience at, at, at developing property, then they bring that to the architect to speed up the process. Got it, got it. Because if you have if you have to do the research, then that increases the billable hours, right? So, right. Uh, yes, that, that, that makes sense, man. And and then also, are you? And, and this may this again. I'm, I may be asking questions that are dumb, but I just I just want to ask the architect. So you know how each city or even each area has their own distinct you know, feel, is that something that y'all take into account too? So for example, like Frisco looks way different than Deep Ellum and Deep Ellum looks different than Trinity Grove, right? And and so is, are, are you know, does the developer come with the theme for what they want or is that uh, shared among all the developers in the area, you know, both? How, how does the look come about? It's a very, very interesting dynamic. So what, what, what can happen and what I've seen happen is this. A lot of times the city will have an architectural review committee and they drive and they govern the look of the buildings, the preferred look of the buildings in, in particular areas. Okay. And sometimes the developer proposes what buildings could look like based on costs. I've seen that happen in North Richland Hills where a developer put together the uh, architectural review committee uh, standards. So it's, it, it works in tandem. It, it can be the city, it can be the developer, and sometimes it can be uh, architects who participate in the process also. But the final say is with the local jurisdiction, hmm. the local city. Okay. And, and, and what would you say the, the most important, you know, part of a good architect, right? Because, you know, me, I'm, I'm novice, I don't know anything. If I ever wanted to build a building or something, I'm gonna be like, hey, you know, an architect is an architect, which I know is not right, but what makes a good architect and what makes, you know, average or not good architect? Well, opinion. I'll say this, I'll say this. I, I, I'm old fashioned, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, and it, it goes back to customer service. Okay, so it may be one architect that's a great architect, and you may be a client that that doesn't have a, a good connection with with that architect, and it just goes back to how you guys do business together. So an architect has to have a common knowledge, right? Which you mentioned some of those things that would be common knowledge: researching the code, understanding uh, how, how the building needs to be built. You know those things, right? But when it comes to people sharing money and spending money with each other doing business together, there needs to be some uh, common ground between them 
that makes the relationship work. It's a relationship. So mm -hmm. customer service on behalf of the design professional and also on behalf of the client. Okay. No, make, make, makes sense, man. How, and you, you probably have a feel, you know, for this is, is Dallas more of a market that is, you know, for, 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 for buildings and development, is it, um, you know, mostly, you know, large institutions, mid-level, or do you still have mom and pop, you know, shops doing development, you know, over DFW? You can have mom and pop doing development. Again, it gets back to how much knowledge do they have of, of, the, of the process. Uh, and, and the reason why that's available in the state of Texas, the entire state of Texas, is because Texas has one of the best governments for business in the entire country. Mm. Okay. So that's why, that's why they have a healthy economy. All right. They, they, they have some red tape, but the red tape is, is not restrictive. It's just conforming. Right. So it's just a set of rules that we want to have everybody follow, which are common rules, but we're, we're not here to uh, add a tax level or a tax layer to the process. Right, it's just no. to make sure that that everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. It's, it's the same way in in the regulatory business for my business. Texas is, a, you know, Texas is a common sense business state, right? They, you know, they don't try to overgovern, overregulate. You know, they just hey, some common basic, you know, common sense things that you should do, and uh, and we'll let you do what you're gonna do. So right. Um, no, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, so, but digging, digging, digging further into that question, like what I'm trying to get at is like, what's the trend? So there's lots of new money coming here, right? Is that, is the new money coming here then? Or is that like corporate money, you know, large institution? Uh, am I imagining it? Am I just saying there's a lot of new money coming here and it's not like, what are you, what are you seeing? Well, you have a workforce. So the workforce, uh, they they are a group that says that there is some activity taking place that they can be a part of, right? So you have to be motivated to leave your hometown from another state to come somewhere else to find work. Mm -hmm. So that would that would lead you to to realize that hey, it's it's some money here. It's enough for everybody, right? For more people, for other people. So I think I think what I've seen and I've heard this also is that. Uh, uh, they call them, they say when all the, 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 the foreigners, <laughs> when all the foreigners come to town, they go ahead and uh, they invest. And then when the investment dries up, they go home. So, yes, it is it, new money involved. And, and, and Texas welcomes that. But again, you have to follow their rules. Right. So mm -hmm. and, and, and what lets you know that Texas has good government? I'm bragging about it. Right. Coming from Chicago because they have not denied or restricted anybody from doing business here. Right. They have not created obstacles that keep people from coming to find work, uh, just relocating their families. And uh, they, if you notice in DFW, let's start with the government. Let's talk about it. They, they're building new schools. They're, they're retrofitting the facilities. They are accommodating. Mm-hmm. So that, that lets you know that, hey, this is not only a place to be, but this is a place to do business. So, 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 in your, in, in, so 
so in the development uh, industry, what you know, wh where would you say the best opportunities are? Right. So you know, you're you're a contractor. You're saying, hey man, I could, you know, I could I could be on contracts for schools, hotels, businesses, you know, reconstructions. Like where where do you see the most opportunity at the moment as of 2019? Well, I, I look at a couple factors. I don't have access to all of the knowledge, but well, all of the information, but I look at a couple of things that I got excited about, okay? And me me being number one, uh, me being black and, and seeing uh, the opportunity for uh, minorities, let me say it like that, minorities to become the developers and take care of their areas, if you will, or take care of the gaps that exist for, uh, for that particular ethnic group or culture, it's a lot of opportunity for uh, Hispanics and, 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 and uh, black people and, and Asians to go ahead and participate in developing their communities, okay? And, and I'm just gonna say this in all honesty, it's not the responsibility of the majority to take care of everything. They just can't, they don't have the capacity to do that, okay? Mm -hmm. so. What I, what, what I found out was this, okay, it starts with just the good old-fashioned generic uh, tax idea, all right? So if, if your community pays 15% of the taxes, then they're only going to get 15% of the development. That's just the bottom line. So once we understand the rules of how to go ahead and, and, and acknowledge and respect the process, then we participate in it. Then people like myself and, and, and some other ambitious individuals, they say, hey, I'll take on the responsibility of making sure that we participate and we contribute. This is a city, okay? Mm. This is not a planet somewhere, right? So at some point, you're going to be in a neighborhood where people uh, look like you. You're going right. to be in a neighborhood where people don't look like you. So your responsibility, mine as a professional, is to is to uh, educate, inform, encourage, and say, hey, I need you to participate and contribute. So it's a, I mean, with, with Grow South, okay, once you know the rules and understand how it works, uh, it may be new to you, development. It may be something that you have to learn, but you have to start getting involved in the process because that activity, that's not only uh something that needs to be done, but it's, it's something that gives the potential for us to be able to sit at the table, whoever us is, right? And then also go ahead and, <clears throat> excuse me, be acknowledged and accepted by the community. So let me say it straight, man. Let me say it straight. We need black people and, and minorities to go ahead and just start the process. That's it. Just start the process. It's available. There, there, there is room for us to be a part of what's going on, what's happening. Okay. Mm -hmm. Think, think about it like this. They're building all over Dallas, right? Well, at some point they're going to stop building in those areas. Then they still need to build. So why not come and build in places where you haven't been building? Right. Okay, so that's not that's not the guy that's building right now. That's not his responsibility. That's not his area. We can't call him racist or prejudice or nothing like that. It's that's money. my job. Yeah. yeah it, 
Okay, so if it take if it take ten dollars and I only got five, then I need to find out how to get the other five, and say, okay, come on, let's do this. That's my job. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, no, I, I'm you. You were preaching. You were preaching to the choir. I hear you, one hundred percent. So do you, so do you see more of that going on? Do you or do you 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 know? You sound like it's not enough. I know a couple of folks that are that are involved, but we need more. Yeah, they need support, right? So if they've already started the process, they're trying to do it, and they're dealing. Watch this. They're dealing with so many uneducated people on the process that it can wear them out. So if I see someone that's doing it, then I need to become a support for them and not be worried about the details because this is not only. Uh, this is not only for now, but it's for the generation ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So we're just we're just laying the groundwork, saying that hey, we're players here, and and it goes back to as early as uh, remember Tulsa had a Black Wall Street, right? Mm-hmm. They they had banks of their own, they had economy of their own, they were thriving. Okay, so the the concept, the idea, the rationale is old. Okay, somebody has to do the work. Tag, I'm it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Side note, I just, I just finished reading. Um, I'm, I'm on my phone, so I can't look at it. But you, you would appreciate it. It's a, it's a book that's about the um, six first black millionaires, right? And it kind of goes through, through all that story, you know. Um, wow. And they, and they were like, you want to talk about like nobody has any excuses. Like almost all of them were born, you know, slaves, and then just came through and killed the game you know um so you you, you would appreciate it because almost all of them were heavy involved heavily involved into real estate and development and robert church um specifically you know out of memphis who owned a bunch of stuff on bill street back in the 1800s you know he was he was one of the ones that um you know helped some folks start that uh, they, they left from um a lot of them left from memphis matter of fact and, and went to uh, uh tulsa oklahoma for that thing so mm, okay yes you, you you would really enjoy that book man now this and this is some good information i'm gonna I'm I'm switch years for a second and go to the the five questions that i ask um, all of my guests um get a little insight into them and, and and so the first the first question is if you can go back and talk to 22 year old nicholas you know what kind of advice would you give him i would tell him that hey you need to diversify your vision for your future. I was so dialed into being an architect and the struggle of it that I became addicted to trying to get my degree, trying to get my license and everything. I, I would have, if, if I had known then what I know now, I would have started because I, I didn't need all of those qualifications just to get involved in investing in real estate. So I would have started that process a lot sooner. I would know all of the rules by now. Mm. Okay. And as far as next question is, what, what are three companies that you, um, you know, give your money to, you buy goods and services from, from these companies? You know, what are the top three companies that you feel are your favorite? Like you give them money and you feel good about it. Uh, Southwest Airlines, Sewell Cadillac on uh, Lemon, mm-hmm. and 
it's a, a place near my house called uh, Wild About Harry's, and that's a custard shop. Okay. And all three of those places have phenomenal, phenomenal customer service. I'm addicted to that. Mm-hmm. No, yep, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to try that um, that, that uh, uh, custard place. Um, oh, it's, it's great. It's right by Katie Trail. Okay. All right. Uh, third question, where do you get, when you're trying to get updated on what's going on, you know, in the world, in business, whatever, where do you get your um, news? Is it is it newspaper, magazine, TV, social media, online? I get it from the Dallas Morning News, okay. the Wall Street Journal, and I have a, 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 a link that comes in from a website called Biz Now. Okay. Biz. I, I read that as often as I can. And um, the AIA Dallas website to to stay informed. But okay. my, my most consistent and trustworthy resource because I'm local and this is where I am is the Dallas Morning News. That makes sense. Makes sense. Um, whenever you get leisure time, like I know you probably don't get a lot, but whenever you do, um, what do you, you know, what, what do you like to watch on, you know, TV or what types of movies do you like to watch? What type of shows or movies, like specific shows and movies do you like to watch? And to be honest, I, I'm, I'm a nerd and I am a workaholic and I watch very little television. Mm-hmm. Very little. I could say that probably within a week I may do an hour if that much so, so, so I'll, I'll yeah when you get that hour what are you watching mo- mostly the news okay okay just to stay just to stay informed about things that I wasn't able to read in the newspaper that makes sense last question what what are the top three uh top three books you've read of all time and, and, and you can substitute it. If, if you say I don't do books, pod, you can do podcasts or books. So top three podcasts uh, you listen to or books that you've read. The top one, one of the top books, of course, is is that good old word, man, that Bible, man. You just, you know, I, I live by the principles. I do business by the principles. You know, that's just, that's my all-time favorite right there. I love it, right? Because it's always new. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second book, I read that that I I really enjoyed. I have I have four. Can I can I say four? <laughs> the, no, let's say that the Bible don't count. That's just a given, right? So right. so as far as as far as reading the book and and literature, the the first one would be um, the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Okay, that's a must read for any American. The second book is the autobiography of Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. You talk about those guys that, that did, you know, the first uh, millionaires in, in America. He was a phenomenal individual. Phenomenal. And the third book, and, and they're running hand in hand. So this was a, a book written by uh, Solomon Northup, right? Uh, 12 Years as a Slave. I read that book. It, it was good. Because I'm from Chicago, so me coming to the South, 
I'm participating in the culture every day. So I'm learning every day about the Southern part of America. So when I read that book, it informed me on a lot of the history that took place. Okay. That was a good read. And then, um, and then another book I read, which I liked also was the soul of black folks by, uh, W E B Du Bois. His narrative, man, was, oh, it was, it was, I think he won an award for that book. Hmm. I got to take that out. Very, um, yeah. Very well written. Now, one of the authors that I like, I don't like the content or the context, right? But a guy that can write, and I've been bragging about him with my friends, we get philosophical all the time, is Lennon. Leonard? Lennon. Okay, who is that? I don't even know who that is. Uh, Lennon. You know the the Russian guy. Uh, Vladimir Lennon. I think his name is Vladimir Lennon. No man. You know, if it if it ain't if it ain't business or or money, you know, related uh, or African American history or culture, I don't read it. So. I, I hear you, <laughs> but he he can write. He can write. Got it. Yeah, he he can write. Well, well, man, I I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to to share. You you answered a lot of my questions and helped fill in the gaps uh, in my understanding. You know, I you know one one of these days, you know, I'm gonna get into um, development just from a diversification standpoint. It's nothing that I'm super passionate about, but I just know. I know I know diversification is important and not having all of your money into into in, invested in businesses and having some money invested in property is just is just wise cuz I have a lot of clients that are invested in um property you know and I I have to convince some of them they say they say oh you know they say oh yeah well real estate I only invest in real estate cuz it's never going away I say well you, you do realize that if the businesses aren't profitable they can't employ the people or buy property for the business so everything goes to hell in a handbasket. If the businesses aren't working out, they're like, oh yeah, you're right. I say, so it will behoove you to diversify and spread your money out and have some stuff that's liquid, you know, other than cash. And so, you know, that's my, that's my sale and, and the smart ones get it, you know, um, and, but the reverse, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to get into uh, more uh, property investment down the road after I get this company fully to where I need it to be. Not fully, but, you know, where I'm not in startup mode. Yeah, that's where I am. And and I, I am enjoying the startup mode process. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to it. I'm hooked, right? So it, the adrenaline rush is irreplaceable and it's necessary, you know, because you have to take care of you. You have to make it right. You want to make it. So it's like, okay, you, this is the most creative part of the process. Mm-hmm. Getting it started. Yes, 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 sir, man. Yes, sir. So and it's, it's been fun. Four years went by quick for me. I was like, I was like, man, I've been in business for three years. Now I'm forgetting. It's the, it's the 16, so it's three years. Um, it blew by fast. But it's like you said, it's been fun. It's been scary. Yeah, it's, I know it's been fun, man. Look how many people you've met, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, um, well, man, let uh, let 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 everybody know where you know where they can reach you, how you can how you can hear them, because I I know I know I have listeners who, um, 
develop and invest in real estate, so they might they might say, "Hey, Phil, how can I get a hold of uh, Nicholas?" They they can call uh, uh, and they can reach me. I have a website that I put together okay. and an uh, email address. So the website is is a uh, n s b a r c h dot com, and it's just a one pager. Mm-hmm. Got it. Man. And, and the email address is Nicholas N I C O L A S at N S B A R C H dot com. And I am not afraid to be contacted. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm glad to hear it.